to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms, including Twitch, at Keys to the City. So subscribe, comment, share, and like. Boy, oh boy, what an exciting weekend it is. We have made it, ladies and gentlemen. We have made 17 weeks without any cancellations of football due to COVID. It's a miracle that a football season, a full completed football season, has made it to this point. But yes, we are here. Finally, and boy, oh boy, as they like to call it now, Ted, super wild card weekend. Usually we only got two matchups now, ladies and gentlemen. Now we get three. Sorry, so bro. we got a lot of games. Also, we're going to talk about, you heard about the saying before. I think we've heard of the saying, Houston, we have a problem. Well, Houston, I'm going to change it up a little bit. You have a problem right now dealing with your superstar quarterback, and he is not the issue. Get that man help. Get that man out of there. Give him a chance to show his true talents to Sean Watson. A special talent. We'll talk about that. I got a hot seat over here. Well, like I said, the first time, we're not talking New York Giant football. It would have been different if you know what happened. Well, we would be leading with that right now. That would have been the main story today. But, yes, look, it's playoff time. Here we go. And I can't wait because I can't wait until Monday night as well when the Ohio State Buckeyes take on Alabama for the national championship. So it is going to be a fantastic football weekend for all three of us. I can't wait. Hopefully good for you. Uh, I can only hope. I know t- I know. Joe's just rooting for Ohio State. Right, Joe? Come on, Joe. Roll, Tide, roll. <laughs> oh, you mean roll Buckeyes. You got it wrong again. Roll over the Buckeyes. It's roll Buckeyes, baby. Buckeyes. I'm changing it up. I'm changing it up. So, like I said, coming in to the playoffs, look, everybody faces pressure. It's just given. When you get to the playoffs, especially this year, you're one of the 14 teams that are going to be representing the NFL. Do you guys like you, it? The, oh, do you guys I love like it. Do that we have like, the extra playoff game? Just like I love baseball's decision to change it up with the playoffs. I love that. That was a huge success. And who doesn't love more football? I mean, who doesn't love more football? Three games now, like I said. So, like I said, everybody faces pressure now because you're here. You have made it. The other 18 teams are at home watching you. So everything, everybody faces pressure. But let's think about it. This is different because, like I said, you got three matchups, you got seven teams, and you look at all the names, the biggest names of all of them. But we're going to start off with a player in each conference. We're not going to talk about a team because that's just that's just vague. It's boring. It's plain. But we're going to get into every some, team. Every team everybody, like I said, everybody faces pressure. You're here. So let's get into it. And we're going to start off with the AFC. I'm going to start off with Ted and then Joe, and I'll follow up. So let's start off with the AFC in some great matchups. You got a Colts team that has the right formula to beat the Buffalo Bills. The, Buff- the Buffalo Bills, the highest team in football right now. You got the Ravens-Titans rematch, part three. Can't wait for that. See what happens with Lamar. And then... Who's the other? Oh my God! I'm, I like the thought of Brady Steelers Browns. The Steelers Browns because which is division rival? Rematch it's a division rivalry. rematch, and then you get the NFC. You got Brady, the new look Bucks against the Washington Football Team. That's going to be a very intriguing game. I know people don't want to think so, but then you got another division rival matchup, and then you got the Saints and Bears. All matchups that could be really good television and great football. But let's get into it. AFC first. We'll get to the NFC. Ted, AFC player who faces the most pressure coming into Super Wildcard weekend. Well, I think mine's going to be obvious. It's pretty much the guy that everyone has pretty much been talking about all week in football, and that's Lamar Jackson. I know you guys will probably have a little bit of difference, but mine's Lamar Jackson. I think the obvious reason is this is a guy that's lost the last two playoff games. You don't want to be a guy that loses three in a row. There's only one quarterback that's lost his first three games in the playoffs, and that's Andy Dawn for the Bengals. So I wrote down some information so I'd make sure I would be correct on all my statements. Got to be factual. So last year, Lamar lost in the playoffs as the number one seed. It was the MVP. They lost 28-12. to 12. Okay? What is he going to do this year against this Titan team that defense is not as good as last year? He should succeed, but if he doesn't, what is that going to be in a telling story for Lamar Jackson? Because here's a little thing that people are not aware of. After the season, he's up for a contract extension. Mahomes just won the Super Bowl and got a contract extension. Deshaun Watson, you're starting to see these quarterbacks get a contract extension. If he loses, do the Ravens hold off on him like him, like a guy like 
Um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. You're drawing Dak? a blank too? Like Dak, Dak. Like, sorry, like, like Dak Prescott. Yeah, so, yeah. So here we go. Lamar Jackson had 1,000 yards again rushing this year, 33 touchdowns, 13 turnovers. Had a really good season, even though people don't look at him as the same way they did last year. A little information about the game. Titans finished 19th against the run. Ravens should dominate this running. Top two rushing teams in the NFL, by the way. Yeah. Again. Joe, are you sure you don't want to do double or nothing? I lost his bet earlier in the year for you. I need something to bet. So here's, here's some information about Lamar. I wanted to write this down to make my point, a reason why he needs to succeed. He's won 30 games faster than any quarterback in NFL history. So he, we know what he can do during the regular season, but as we've talked about before on past shows is what do you do in the playoffs? Does he get to blame if he plays really good and they lose again? And yeah. a lot of both yeah. of you, any, any Listen, of you that you say, I, but if he plays great and they lose, like well, here's the thing. If he, he the one to blame? Blame? if he plays great, they're not losing. Okay. I'll answer it that way. Are you sure? They're yes, not. absolutely. Okay. If he plays great, they're not losing. I've never seen a quarterback play great and lose. Really? When's the last show? I'm just saying, what if he did play good, doesn't play sloppy like the first two game, playoff games, but they still lose? How much blame would Lamar Jackson get on this loss if they were to lose? Do you think he would get a lot of credit? Would he get a, all signs point to getting him pointing the finger and saying he's the blame? No. Joe? Yeah, I would say so. Look, really? Uh, oh. Yeah, Even yeah. Good. Like he plays really good, though, and they somehow lose in overtime. Here's the thing. Gotta, He's had five win. turnovers and three gotta touchdowns win. in the playoffs. Five touchdowns and three – sorry, five turnovers and three touchdowns. He's got a 51 completion percentage. He's been sacked 11 times. That's on the offensive line. Exactly. Since COVID has hit Lamar, he's had a 93.3 quarterback rating, which is the best in the NFL, and he's had 430 yards rushing, which is sixth best in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He is steamrolling for this playoff. And I told you, I have him at this Ravens team in the Super Bowl. So, and I feel, and they said this before, if you can get through the first game, you can build some momentum. And I think next week, playing the Chiefs would be another momentum. They haven't played in three weeks. 21 days, yeah. 21 days. You could steamroll the Chiefs and catch them off guard and maybe get to the Super Bowl. Because this is where you think the Ravens should be. Because this is a must-win season for them. Because Clay's game, and they Campbell, have, and then Godway, and, and Judon are all going to be free agents. This team is getting older. This is a must-win team right now. Because we know what happens. When you pay a quarterback, you can't pay other guys. He has to succeed like Joe Flacco did, like like Eli did in their third and fourth season. This is a golden opportunity. If he fails to succeed against this Titan team, who is not as good next year, it's going on his shoulders, and you're going to question if he is the guy for the future. I do believe this team has the right formula to roll through the AFC. They run the ball extremely effectively, and nobody has had an answer for them. I know they're like, oh, well, last year they were the same way. It just feels different. Having J.K. Dobbins adds a different element to him. I know they had Mark Ingram, but Ingram, he had a career year, too. I love what J.K. Uh, career year, uh, Mark Ingram last year. Yeah, last he career year, year he was the He's like, you know, rushing, 433 yards rushing. My big thing, too, is I think this team is very motivated, and I feel like they're going to help their quarterback because there's a lot of naysayers and doubters on number eight. And they have the right coach as well that can lead them to a Super Bowl because he has been there. So they have the right formula. This defense is also getting hot at the right time. If this team, if he can make the throws, like we said about Colt McCoy against Seattle, I always relate it back to Colt McCoy. If he can make the throws, not talking about his legs, because we know what he can do. If he can make the throws when they are asked to and he makes them, he should be fine. That's all they need him to do. He doesn't need to throw for 35, 40 times a game. Like we've been saying, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He is not Josh Allen. He's unlike anything we've ever seen in this game. He just needs to make the right decisions, plain and simple. Joe, who do you got? I, I, well, listen, last thought on, on Lamar. I, I mean, he's a great quarterback, and, and, and I think he's dogged by the idea that he's a great regular season quarterback. It, ton of pressure, Teddy. You're exactly right. I mean, you gotta you gotta win the game, and I think that's the toughest game this weekend uh, that we're gonna okay. see. Definitely. No, Ooh, you're going with this one. I'm gonna this go with guy? Big Ben, and I tell you what, I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. I don't like Baker Mayfield. No, do you not like him personally, or you just don't yes. like him as a football player? Personally, uh, look, Ben, 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, man, 11 and 0. What a great start. They finished four and five. Uh, things, things, the wheels fell off the bus. And if they're going to beat the Browns, a team they just lost to last week, nine, you didn't, didn't play a lot of people. Um, because that team's hungry. 
that that team's in the postseason for the first time in a long time. And I don't know how much Ben's got left. I don't know. I don't know what the Steelers are going to look like next season. So I think for Ben Roethlisberger, it's a lot of pressure, uh, especially the way the season started. If this thing ends in a first round flameout, I and think. Brown, you know what makes it worse, though, Joe? To add to your point, this team hasn't even been able to practice. Because of yeah. all the COVID situation that's going, they're not even going to have their their head coach. They got their who's the, the right guard beyond. Uh, beyond uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Is that, that's what I'm trying to say is that there. And I I I 100% agree with you. To even say more of oh, oh, like Juju came out and said, "Well, oh, they're the Browns. The Browns are the Browns." Just more pressure adding to yourself. Yeah, run your mouth. I mean, again, look at Pittsburgh Steeler fans. I mean, they're like, oh, this team's still super. Like, you you keep losing. Something is really – like, when they lost their first game, I was like, oh, I don't mind a loss. I think that's good for a team. You want to lose oh, a game. The way they were losing. The way oh, yeah. they were losing. They should have lost to the Colts. If it wasn't for the Colts um, playing awful because – and I'm, we're not going to talk about it right now, but if you go back and look at the Colts this year – they're a 360 different team from the first half. They're like plus 100 in the first half. The second half, they're like minus 100. They're a completely different team first half to second half. They should have easily beaten the Steelers that, that Sunday, and they did. So you could add another loss to the Steelers, and what would have that meant? Would the Browns be the division leader and have the home game right now? So, you know, it's funny how things play out, and they did play last week. The Steelers did almost tie the game. They lost by two with with Watt and That's what I'm trying to say. But like you said, Joe, you're right. Big Ben, older career. He came back for what? To put another Super Bowl ring, to have another Super Bowl run. You have a really good defense. I know you're missing a lot of stars, but that doesn't mean you as a veteran quarterback can't uplift your team and take them to the next level. Exactly. I mean, again, you know, the, the you can't run the ball. So more pressure on Ben, right, Joe? All the pressure is going to be on big Ben. A hundred percent. They're going to, they're going to, you know, that's the thing. Uh, if you look at the last five games, I mean, they've only gone as far as Ben could take them and that's been to four losses in five games. So the prospects don't look great. Yeah. I, I would a hundred percent agree with your statement on that. I mean, this is a team that I picked as our bold prediction. I thought this team would go undefeated just because I loved how that defense was. I really think, I really thought that they could ride with that defense because we have seen great defenses with a bad quarterback play, even though Ben played pretty well for most of the season, kind of struggled at the end, well, because of the lack of running game. And that's what it comes down to. And that's one of the most important aspects in playoff football, not regular season, you have to be able to run the football. Just look at the win previous winners. They can run the football. If you can't run the football and don't have a solid defense, I know, oh, if you don't have a quarterback, though. I'm just trying to say this team has a lot of momentum. I would say the Browns have the right momentum going in. With the tell, let me tell Jace why he's wrong. Um, the well, defense, the defense, this defense isn't capable of dominating right now. So that's not going to happen. So there's no pressure on them to dominate. No one expects it because they can't. And I would just say with the, with, with the Browns dealing with their situation, all signs point to the Steelers looking like they should take care of business on Sunday night. But you never know. With the playoffs, it's, it's a 60-minute game. Anything could happen. Well, also, we were also picking individuals. We weren't picking units or, or teams. Because everybody does. But I, but, I mean, Jason's partially right. They have to play well. They should dominate. They dominate in the first game. Okay, the second game, Watt was out. They played okay. But I'm saying, at the end of the day, Joe, if Big Ben doesn't play well, it doesn't matter how well the Steelers, they're probably not going to win the Joe, I'm surprised you didn't pick Baker Mayfield. Um, I don't think – because I don't – I I mean, he's playing on, like, house money. I don't – I don't think – Yes, I do. Homeboy, homeboy got you to the postseason. He's still in Daniel Jones mode. He was still trying to prove he's the guy in Cleveland. He cemented that last week. If he gets, yeah. if he gets blown out, if he gets blown out this week, mm-hmm. maybe maybe the the questions come up again. If he if he wins, he's a he's a god in Cleveland. If they lose a tight game, you're like, we'll come back next year, retool, and we got this. We've got mm-hmm. our quarterback of the future. So for, I think for Baker, I think Baker's sitting pretty, dude. It's a but Baker Mayfield finds himself for the first time in a long time in a rare win win for him. Well, he's got an excuse built in. Your head coach is out and the COVID stuff. So that is a built in excuse. But I will say this I just read some comments before on some NFL stuff. There is pressure on Mayfield because here's the thing when you're taking number one overall, Joe. Yes. 
there is an expectation that you are the savior for the franchise. Now, yes, he did get them to what, 11 wins this season? He did get them to the first playoffs in 20-something years. Was it 2003? Oh, uh, the, 2002. 2002. So 18, 19 years, whatever, 20 years. <laughs> Baker Mayfield was there to take them to a next level, Joe. That's why he was drafted number one over the five quarterbacks. It was over Josh Allen, over the Darnold, over Lamar. So if he tanks and plays poorly, yeah, they'll have an excuse, but there's still, there's going to be people out there. They're going to be like, well, maybe he's not good enough. You know, there's, I mean, of course in life, there's always naysayers. There's always people that put you down, but you got to think about it. And I'll agree with Joe on this point in the sense of, he just led the Cleveland Browns to an 11-win season. I mean, he was the quarterback of a playoff team that won 11 games. I mean, I know that it wasn't pretty and most of the times, but he still got there. They needed to win last week. He made the play to get them to win that game on that fourth and one. Who got called to get the, to run the ball? Wasn't Nick Chubb. Wasn't Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry. No, it was Baker Mayfield. He got that one yard. And you know what? As a Cleveland fan, you got to be excited for at least the future. If it, it's a one and done this week, so be it. Guess what? The future still looks bright, at least with Baker Mayfield. And I think he's certified himself of that whole question, like you just said, because we all thought, is Baker Mayfield going to be the answer going into this year? I think most maybe most people would say now, yeah. He's a, he's at least earned the, the contract extension. Let's Absolutely. Put it that way. You, can't, you can't go backwards and start another quarterback. He's earned a contract extension. It might not be pretty, but listen, how many quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes? Nobody. Just, you not know, many. Not many. Even as great as Deshaun Watson is, their team only won four games. So does anybody question does anybody question whether or not TJ Watt is gonna have a good game? I expect him to have oh, at, least, I, 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 at least a sack and a half. I almost, so I expect he's he's well I'm, I'm curious, well, what, what's, what's the pressure on TJ Watt? Does he so, have to go out and well, get five? But Dupree's been out for four. TJ Watt still has been kicking ass since. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, again, Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been playing great. The offense hasn't been putting points on the board. Mm-hmm. That's why the pressure's on him. He's got to step up his game. TJ oh, Watt well, just has to play like he plays every single week. And he'll have done his job. And then some. Let me get into my pick now. Because I feel like this is the darlings coming into the playoffs this weekend. And everybody's talking about them. Everybody loves them. Oh, I don't want to play this team. And that's the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Everybody, Jared Allen. Jared Allen used to be the defensive end. For the Vikings. So, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. If, I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I he just started, read an article. Joe's having a brain. We're all having brain. No, fire. you know what happened? I was reading an article this morning. Um, he's been nominated to the. Uh, he's on the the list for the Pro oh. Football Hall of Fame. And well, I'm sorry, well, but he, his his name's been stuck in my head all day. Yeah, that dude. I you. They showed stuff like after that guy's a real. But he a cool dude. Like, looks like a good time. Like normal guy. Like go cut wood. Ice fishing, drink yeah. some beers, crack them over your head. You know what I mean? Just, He's my type of guy. He's a nut. I like it. But let's get into Josh Allen because Jared Allen has cemented his legacy. Now, what's Josh Allen's legacy? <laughs> what is Josh, He's not lying. What is Josh Allen's legacy? Because that's one of the main questions going into this playoff. I know everybody's loving this team, and they're the hottest team right now going in, maybe with the sides of the Ravens because they're scoring at will. It feels like nobody can stop them. So all the all the pressure is on Josh Allen and the Bills. Are they going to be the team that will throw the Chiefs? We, we talked about it for multiple weeks now. And the last time we saw Josh Allen in the playoffs, if anybody remembers, they were up 16-0 in the fourth quarter last year, and he blew a 16-0 game. So I'm just trying to say that I need to see Josh Allen the regular season turn into that MVP type in the postseason. I can't have, like Lamar going in last year, regular season MVP, I can't see a completely different human being. I need to see Josh Allen picking apart everybody like he was this entire season. And, and we've the stats, Joe. Well, how many points have they scored the past couple of weeks? You said it on drawing about the G-Men. What was the? Do you remember what it was? Averaging forty-seven point three points a game in their last three. No, that's way. ridiculous. Well, they yes. last week, and then they scored what? Four, Fifty-six, forty-seven, and thirty-nine. Against the Patriots on Monday night, and then the oh no, they four, yeah, and then they put they played the Saturday game against the Broncos where they scored forty eight. So this team is on a tear offensively. They are getting hot, but it's all on Josh Allen. And if he loses this week, what are we going to say about that? Because this Colts team does have the right formula to beat this team. 
And I know it's crazy because we said, oh, they're they're not the sexy team. Well, they can run the ball. Jonathan Taylor, they have a bona fide star like I thought this kid was going to be. Well, I don't know if he's a star. He's, yet, but... he's the third leading rusher in the NFL this year, only behind Der- Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook, the two best running backs this year. Well, they helped just had 250 They got yards. an unbelievable offensive line led by their all-pro guard, Quentin Nelson, who's been, oh my God, what a pick that was. Chris Ballard. Well, we knew what that was going to Well, you never know. You never know. They, All I'm trying to say that in the draft, he was like the surest thing. But the only reason why he wasn't the number one pick was he was a guard and not a tackle. If he was a tackle, he would have been the number one pick that And year. they're led by a very stout defense. Over Colts. Baker Mayfield. Colts defense is very good. They're nasty. They well, got all-pro's all well. Darius Leonard. They got all pro Derek DeForest Buckner. So they have playmakers. And who's on their head team? coach? Oh, Frank Wright. Frank Wright. And he's oh, he's been no. there before. He knows what it's like. So what and I'm there's going to be fans in the stands, so no pressure, Bill. And also, Phillip Rivers, yes, has not been able to win a Super Bowl, but he has been in situations like this. So let's see what he can do. I know that everybody loves the jo- Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, and all oh, this team could be the team that's going to represent the AFC. They got to take care of business because this isn't going to be an easy game. This Colts team is very good, and they're getting good at the right time because they're led by the running attack. And when a good running attack, what does that do? What can that do? That keeps Josh Allen and that high-octane Buffalo Bills offense off the field. I do believe that even if Josh Allen loses, I think he cemented himself as the starter. I I, I mean, as far as next year, for sure. I mean, there's, there would be no, even if he loses, I mean, he's the guy and you go out again and listen, if he ends up being like Lamar where he's not winning playoff games, then you know, Joe, maybe you got to make a move. Yeah. Joe, I know this, I'm not taking off the subject, but we, you know, we watch the shows during the day and I know you've been busy all day. There is a report that a lot of NFL executives have done the thing where who would you take for the next five years? And over 50% said they would take Josh Allen over Mahomes. Because they, they say Which at the beginning of the year sounds absurd. absurd but they say absolutely. his arm is just as good as Mahomes. His his ability to move in the pocket more athletically. Athletic. More athletic. Just a bigger, stronger guy. And and they said competitiveness. I mean, I still would take Mahomes. I think it would be crazy not to take anybody but Mahomes. But you look at the way this kid Allen was playing. He's other than Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't was in retired game, yeah. or was not playing or whatever, Josh Allen should be and would have been the MVP, not Mahomes, because and that's why Josh Allen has been the most consistent from day one. He had that little skirt in the middle of the season, but he's been flawless, bro. And, that's and we, you had the stat to me. I'm sorry, on Twitter you sent me. He had more passing yards than Mahomes, more touchdowns than all these guys. You know, other than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say is that Josh Allen, you want to take that next step into elite level? I mean, he's he's right there, regular season wise. But playoffs are a whole different animal. If you really want to be considered one of the greats in the game, well, guess what? You have to perform in the playoffs. That's why Eli Manning, yes, he wasn't a great regular season quarterback, but everybody will always remember Eli because of what he did in the playoffs. Hell, you can even remember Joe Flacco. Wasn't a great quarterback in the regular season, but you remember what he did in the postseason, that run. That's what it comes down to. Jace Garcia, you know what Eli Manning did? He went into Green Bay and he beat Brett Favre, twice. which is a thing, two times. And Favre, too. We beat him twice. You have Favre, no. well, I'm saying Green oh, Bay yeah. in oh, general. Yeah. Oh. Why would I, come on, Ted. I'm not that I know I'm a little slow sometimes, but I'm not that slow. Come on. No, um, he said it, I apologize. But like, like I said, Phillip Rivers has a lot of pressure because this could be his last game ever. All a, a great career and maybe a Hall of Fame career could come to an end tomorrow. But one AFC Championship game and no Super Bowl experience. Uh, That's true. But like I said, Josh Allen, you want to take that next step? Lamar, you want to take that next step of elite level? Because we already say Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the game. Aaron Rodgers. You know why they're great? Because they performed in the postseason when it matters. And that's what you need to do. Plain and simple. Let's get over to the NFC. And I'm going to start with Joe because Joe has a very interesting player for the NFC player who faces the most pressure. It's not a quarterback, though. It's not. And I think I think Jason, the boys, are going to like this one. My guy's Chase Young. And it's for two very specific reasons. The first, of course, being that he ran his mouth. Uh, you That's don't want to give... Tom Brady bulletin board material. But he I mean, that the game, though. Hold on. Let's no, I understand. Listen, and I love it. And I'll tell you we'll what. We'll I it. feel like Chase Young's the kind of guy who can get away with this. But I'll tell you what. And Chase doesn't have to. They don't have to win. But if Chase Young wants to be taken serious in this league now, 
Tom Brady better be on his ass multiple times in this game, even if Chase Young doesn't get any sacks on him. Chase Young better be all over. You want it? You want Tom Brady? You want to go get some? Here he is. Get some. Joe, let me let me ask you. And we're talking about pressure right now. And everybody that's following, thank you for watching us. Let's ask this question in the sense of interesting games. I consider this game. Let me hold on before we get into trust me. I want to talk about this game because I consider this, other than the Titans and Ravens, the most interesting game of the weekend. Because, first of all, Washington, nobody's given him a chance. But like we've seen before, Brady's old. Brady, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's Hell, he's not even Patrick Mahomes in the sense he can't move out of the pocket like those type of guys. And we've seen this situation before twice, multiple times, where a less talented team, not even that, not even the sense well, of that, no, the Giants, where this oh. team – has the best defensive line, to me, in football right now, led by Chase Young, led by Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Ryan Kerrigan, and Montez Sweat. All first-round picks. First picks, all great, great players. Young, athletic, that can cause havoc. Tom Brady does not like being on his ass, and we've seen that before in Super Bowl 42 and in Super Bowl 46, plain and simple. We have seen it. This game, I know everybody's going to pick the Buccaneers, for the right reasons, because they are the more talented team. But don't be surprised if the Bucks struggle offensively because of how good this defensive line is. Can I make a bold prediction? Is this the one more thing? No. This is the one more thing. I'm going to make a bold prediction. You're using it now. You're using your lifeline you now. you got to use it. This is it, then. You can't use it again. <laughs> if Chase Young has two and a half sacks or more, the Washington football team will win the game. I like it. Joe, can I tell you something? You know what's good about like what Chase Young did? Two things. One, I, I told Trevor this before. You probably don't remember, but last year in Ohio State, when they asked him, who, who, like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. You, who would you want to sack? And he was like, Tom go. Brady. Well, well, think about it. If you're a defensive player, right, and you're one of the guys that the hype, Chase Young had the hype, and he's lived up to the hype this season. And number, damn, he's he's pretty damn well good. deserving of it. Who do you want to hit? Like, if you're a hitter, who do you want to face? The best pitcher. You don't want to face the worst pitcher. If you're the thing, you want to sack the biggest quarterback. So what I was going to say is, to finish off this point is, maybe Chase Young did his team a favor. All the pressure's on him, right? You're not looking at Montez Sweat on the right side. You're not looking at Deron Payne up the middle. You're not looking at this guy. You're so worried about Chase Young. Like, you're so worried about that guy on that side, Detroit. You forget about everyone else. Now you single coverage everyone else. And this D-line can take over. Oh, yeah. My only problem with this game, and I'm not talking about this game, no. is can Alex Smith and this Washington Redskins team score enough points? And I don't think they can. I think if you're going to beat the Bucs, you're going to have to score over 24 to 30 points, and it's not going to happen. Is it kind of like a giant thing where the, 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 you have to score you're, more? You're winning this one. You're winning this 23 to 22. You don't think that they could keep them under 20? With the except, hold on, listen. No. Because they might have – I know that they're so talented receiver-wise but they might not have Mike Evans, which is a huge blow. I know they have Antonio Brown. I know they got Gronk. I know they got Godwin. But still, Scott, no, baby, you got Ronald Jones. Jones. You, you got Leonard Forbes. You, you got – the only way that Washington wins – hold on. The only way Washington wins is if they score more than 21 points? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think – I think 17-14. Okay. This has to be 17-14. Yeah, I, I think I think you're going to be somewhere in the mid-20s. And, again, I mean, I, I think it would be – uh, again, you're gonna need Chase Young and the boys to create some turnovers. You're in, this and you know, Super Bowl. this has to be the Giants Super Bowl 17 14. You just causing havoc. We looked it up before because I, I, I wanted to look up who had the best D lines, not just by player, like who, because when Trevor's like, look at sacks, and Washington wasn't even in the top five for sacks. Yeah, they were, they were, they were five. Were they five? Yeah, they were 40. They have 40. But I said, I don't want to count everyone else. I just want to count the D linemen. Like, who had the best D linemen? You were like, look at the Bears with Nicks and Mack. You look at the uh, Rams. The Rams, the Saints, the Chiefs. That's some good defensive lines. I mean, and even. I will say this. And this Buccaneers team gets Shaquille Barrett back this week. This will be the best defensive line that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers play this year. And he struggled with pressure up the middle. And and we've seen that before. If you want to be Brady, you can – and here's the thing. Washington has the formula to rush for. I still take the Bucs by 10 I can't believe it. I'm saying – I really feel like this game is going to be very intriguing just because of that factor of the D-line. So, Joe, your Chase Young thing got us a great discussion. That is a good discussion. Oh, I'm glad. Real quick, here's here's what Washington's done. Here's their their scores. 19-25-20, 27-20. 41 against Dallas, 
23, 23, 15, 13, 20. They're going to have to win with about 20 points. So they're going to have to do a number on Tom Brady. That's why to me, that's why to me if, if Chase Young wreaks havoc or even better, if Chase Young gets double teamed and Montez Sweat and the boys come in and, 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 and become the heroes, same difference. He's and got Ryan Perry is not even a starter. He's a backup. So think about that. If they keep and the Giants were always great with that, always swapping in. If they can have the depth, if Chase Young is going to have his game, if he doesn't have the game, they still have a lot of depth. Plain and simple. I'm excited, Joe. I love that pick. That's what you call a bold pressure player for this weekend. Yeah. Ted, I'm Captain Obvious this week. Ted's being Captain uh, Obvious. And, and, He's boring, and, but that's okay. Oh, it's okay because. The two I'm guys okay. I picked are the two prediction teams that I had in the Super Bowl, and that's the Saints and the Ravens. Right. Okay, and I and it's funny when I think when we started the show three years ago at Connecticut School of Broadcast, and before Joe was ever on the show, and it was just you and me with a telephone uh, or a cell phone on the damn like side. Like this, all we had is was this. I had picked the Saints in the Super Bowl, and then I believe I picked the Saints last year in the Super Bowl, and I picked the Saints this year in the Super Bowl, and I said the Saints would win the Super Bowls, and Drew Brees would walk off like John Elway style, and the, we're still waiting. And now. here's the thing. Just like the Tampa Bay game, I believe the Saints are going to take care of business this week. It's not, But it's not about that for me. It's about Drew Brees playing well and looking good and playing fluid through the playoffs. And this is not just about one game. This is about through the playoffs. That's why I, when I said Lamar, this isn't just about one game. Because if Lamar wins one and then he gets crushed by Kansas City, it's going to be like, well, you played your kryptonite. You couldn't beat the Chiefs again. Can't beat the best. It's one game. It's not good enough. Because yep. here's the thing. One isn't good enough. You should... I love what uh, Acho said on Speak for Yourself. He goes, people shouldn't set goals. Because if you just set your goal at one, like, hey, we just got to win this week, well, then you stop. Don't set a goal. Just continue it. Yeah. Just strive for greatness and never be satisfied. Drew Brees, I wrote down these stats, and, and and I wanted to make a point of it. The last three playoff games they've lost. They lost to the Vikings last year. He was 26-33, 208 yards, one touchdown, one pick, one fumble loss. By Kirk Cousins. Got outplayed by Kirk Cousins. The, fo- the year before that, lost to the Rams in the conference championship game. He was 26-40 for 249 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. But if you go look at the numbers, and I'm not talking about the other quarterback, go look at the numbers I did on the pro football thing and the statistical thing that you, Joe, you look up on baseball. Golf had better numbers. Kirk Cousins had better numbers. The year before, when they lost to the Vikings, you know who the quarterback was? It was Case Keenum. Drew Brees was 25 for 40, 294, three touchdowns, but he had two t- two picks and a fumble. And Joe, so we what had this, and we had this conversation to add to you early in the year when me and you got into a heated debate, and both of you kind of said you picked Drew Brees over Taysom. Hill. I would still pick Drew Brees. In that's this fine. Well, this is where it this comes team in, is. This is where it comes into play. This now. team was scoring 30 points a game when Drew Brees is the quarterback. They were scoring 24.2 points when Taysom Hill was the quarterback, and we saw the difference when Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees were on the field. Michael Thomas will be back. Yes. Pre- here's the no, same. Michael Thomas is back. He's back. 100%. Is he back? I don't think so. I thought I saw I it was a I thought he saw it back. But here's another thing that I didn't realize. You know what Drew Brees' record is all time in the playoffs? Mm. You guys know? I don't know. Eight no. and eight. Eight and eight. Good. No. Five hundred for a guy that's going to go with every quarterback record almost, except for him and Tom Brady, one and one and two. If he loses this week, which I don't expect, he'll be eight and nine. Not too good. Losing next week could be a nine and nine. He'll be an average quarterback in the playoffs. And then you're going to look at quarterbacks like Eli Manning and Flacco. They have winning records in the playoffs. It's kind of funny to think like that. He's also, here's another thing I thought about. And the reason why I said him, we look at Drew Brees as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Right? We consider him one of the 10 best quarterbacks of all time. That's why he's the greatest. Yes or no? Yes. Joe, do you put a Drew Brees as one of the 10 best quarterbacks of all time? Uh, yeah, a million percent. Okay, here's the thing. You want to be put into that weak category? Got to have two Super Bowls. And that's the reason why we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers next week. You want to be in the Brady class. You want to be in the guys The guys that have multiple Super Bowls. Montana there's very class, few. See, there's like, there's, you know, like the certain mountains. And then there's the, the elite, the top five, the guys that have multiple Super Bowls. Drew Brees winning another Super Bowl puts him at a whole nother level. People hey, say, be the Eli Manning. And Uncle Jerry used to get mad. Well, how better can his legacy get? Well, when you start comparing quarterbacks, you got to find little things to nitpick between quarterbacks, right? Drew Brees having two Super Bowls puts him in a different legacy category. That's why, like Terry Bradshaw and Troy Aikman and certain guys and Troy and and Tom the reason Brady, why Eli Manning is going to go, go, probably going to go a million percent yes with so Eli. That's two category, you know, to have two, not just one, because there's a lot of guys that have one, but to have two in a historically statistical career. 
would set his legacy off. Like, no, I mean, even John Elway, he didn't get one, he got two. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, you think about things like that and the overall evaluation of quarterbacks. When we're looking at quarterbacks 30 years from now, and you're like, who was the elite guys? You know what I mean? That's why I put Drew Brees, and there's an expectation that this team should win, could have won, and needs to win because they went all in for this team. They made all the moves for the win now. Is there any chance that uh, Mitchell Trubisky is the better quarterback on Sunday? But they still lose. Is he any any chance that Mitchell Trubisky is the better quarterback on no, the field? Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky is going to struggle to be the third best quarterback on the field at any given moment. Listen, here's the reason why he'll struggle. is because the Saints defense, it. as much as people don't realize, has it. been one of the best defenses in football all year. They have shut down. All the elite quarterbacks, and you think about this. Drew Brees has missed games this year. Alvin Kamara has missed games this year. Michael Thomas has missed games this year. They've had multiple guys on defense miss games, but their defense has been the most consistent aspect of this team all season long. I don't expect Drew Brees to carry this team to a Super Bowl. I expect the defense to, but I expect Drew Brees to not screw it up and play not have not be outplayed by Case Keenum or Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. If you're going to be one of the elite guys, stop losing to guys that you're not going to remember next week. Well, Teddy, um, I've heard calls from Saints fans for Taysom Hill to become the full-time starter. Yeah, next year. I've, next year. I've, I've seen that team linked to Mac Jones uh, <laughs> as, a, as a possible draft pick. So is the is the pressure on Drew Brees not only for every reason you just mentioned, but do you want to play here next year? Because no, Drew Brees, no, Drew Brees yeah. is done. Drew Brees is done. Yeah, he is. Drew... He's got a contract with NBC. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. He's done. He's a he yeah. He's a Brett Favre. Let Let's see what happens if he loses this game to the Bears. The other thing I'll say about Drew Brees, and you could kind of knock the the five hundred record. But 16 playoff games, that's a lot. I'll take the eight losses because I that that's eight playoff no, wins. I just wrote that down because oh, I no. it's surprising. The record than that. It's surprising, but for guys who I mean, I think guys who make the playoffs a lot, I it, you're gonna almost every one of those playoffs. Even if you win a game, you're gonna lose a game. Unless you yeah. win a Super Bowl, there's always gonna be an L every year that you're in the postseason. So to me, that's the only. That's but the only knock to, to that step. So if he loses this week, he's eight and nine, and uh, well, you know, it, 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 and he would be the quarterbacks would be Trubisky, it would yep. be Kirk Cousins, it'd be Case Keenum and Jared Goff, and I don't think any one of those guys put together are going to even come close to no. anything. No, in their he, not, with, not with Again, I think I think he, you know, again while he's a he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, I think this puts him that one step down. He'll be Dan Marino. What if he He'll wins? Be Dan Marino with one Super Bowl. You but know what I mean? Wins, He'll be he still in that category of the guys who. Here's the other thing about Eli and and I think Tom Brady. When you look at quarterbacks with multiple championships, most of them have them consecutively. He has one or, since 2011. Two, two over two over three years. Oh nine. Not a not a lot of quarterbacks won a Super Bowl here. And then years later, with a whole new team, did it again. Eli and Tom Brady are in rare company like that. The only person that did that was Brady. I think it was like eight or ten years since he had won from 04 to uh, 2000. The last time they won, the first one they won. The last one, the last one Brady won was 04. It was his fourth. Oh, against Seattle. Seattle. His fourth one was against Seattle. Yeah. So but there was, was a big gap, gap between was Brady and two. It was, like it was like nine years that they hadn't won. But still, it doesn't happen that Thanks, much. Frank. Thank you for that update. I appreciate that. So let me get into my actual surprise. Hey, hey leave him the man alone. Uh-oh. He gets upset sometimes. He's a he's a Dolphins fan. Frank is, and uh, right. he hates oh, when I take my. I love Marino. I love Dan Marino. I love Dan Marino, but Dan Marino will forever be that guy where you're like amazing quarterback, great number, never to win a Super Bowl. That's going to be his title on his book. It's like Barry Bonds. I'm sorry, but that's Barry Bonds, one of the greatest players. And this is what's unfortunate. World Series. And when you win one, you want you win one, you're part of an elite category. To win two, you become supreme. You come into a very Uh oh. If Foles comes in and beats him, uh-oh. Yeah, don't forget about Foles in relief is never good. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to face that guy. Foles beat him 
the last time when he was with the Eagles. So let me, yeah. let me get ball. Yeah, so you like, want Foles as the starter. That's where and when he's starting, you want, you want him like in his third start. That's this where you want to get him. Comes in, that, uh, comes in handy. Playoff Foles. Yeah. This is when he's good. Regular season Foles sucks. But playoff Foles, Hall of Famer. Let me get into my guy. And I'm going to surprise some people. I'm picking Russell Wilson. Why do I pick Russell Wilson? How about this? Since my birthday in November 10th, that's two months ago, they have scored over 30 points once. And it was against the New York Jets. That's a problem for a team that we all thought in the beginning of the year, Russell Wilson was the odds-on favorite to win the MVP and drastically faltered. Also, you want to know what his record is in the playoffs? If we're, talking, we're going to pick records with the exception of the Super Bowl year. Do you want to know what his record is? Losing, six, I bet. Six and seven, six and six. Other than the one Super I Bowl run. I figured he was doing that for Other a reason. than the one Super Bowl run, he has been lackluster. Hasn't been able to get past an NFC, hasn't gotten to an NFC championship game. It's been that long. So for a guy that we want to consider one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and for a team that we consider one of the better teams, dangerous teams, I know this is Steve Risser's Super Bowl pick. He's been on him all year, so I give him credit. They have to score. This team has talent all around offensively. We know that defense is start, was starting to get better towards the end of the year. They're starting to play hard. Jamal Adams is fully uh, healthy, and he's well, looking like Jamal Adams. He's a game-time decision, Pete Carroll said. Oh. But Adams said, he said the other day, don't worry, I'll be playing. And the thing is, he's playing a division foe, and this team has caused problems for him. Well, he's, he's you, got know, sacked so you know how many times he's got sacked by the Rams this year in two games? Probably more than anyone else. 11 sacks. He's been sacked 11 times in two games. Yeah, because the Rams match up with Seattle better than – you know how, like, certain teams match – like, the Giants play in Washington, match up great. But when the Giants play the Eagles or Cowboys, they don't match – it's weird, but that's the way it goes. The Rams match up well with Seattle, and they have. If you go back before even Jared Goff and when Jeff Fisher was a coach, they used to match up really well with them for some god reason when they were St. Louis Rams. Listen, Aaron Donald said last week, if you saw the post-game thing on the field, he goes, Yeah, you told me the last show. When they said, You know, you're playing next week, he goes, Seattle. He goes, Awesome. Can't wait. Excited for So this is why I say Seattle, because in two months, they've only scored points. So that's what we want. One time for a team that at one point was the highest scoring offense in the game of football has now found a way to get away from the end zone and not score touchdowns anymore. And for a team, like I said, that has Tyler Lockett. A very good number two, 1A. Some people consider him a 1A type player, no, a 1B, I would say. You got DK Metcalf, who's literally gone, he's gone MIA. You know why? Because Jalen Ramsey guards him. Well, not even that game. I'm They're talking about in general. He has, DK Metcalf has been nowhere to be found in the past like month or so. Uh, you got Jacob Hollister, who's a proven tight end, Will Disley. Is Greg Olson? Greg Olson's done for the year. I think. I think it. And then you got Chris Carson. You have a good running attack. You have been in this situation before. When are we going to finally start saying, like we say with Drew Brees and others, "Hey Russell, are you going to give us a little more? Are you going to just go one in? Are you going to just win this game and then lose next week to Green Bay or Green Bay like last year and say, oh well, they didn't have a good defense or something like that? We keep giving excuses and passes to people, but we want to bash guys like Lamar and other stuff like that. When are we going to start having that narrative about Russell Wilson? He needs on to come up clutch. This offense needs to come up clutch. Go ahead. On December 1st, on John about the G-Men, you were there, Trevor. I said that the Giants were going to beat the Seahawks. Yep. And there was some pushback from my fellow Giant fans. And yeah, I, explained, I think we all got it. Yeah, I explained it. exactly what you just pointed out now, that that team was not playing and they weren't scoring. And that's why I said, look, I think the Giants can keep this team uh, I said th- I said they needed to be under 16. The Giants needed to score 17 to win, which they did score 17. Fortunately, they were able to keep Seattle to 12. And and the the biggest motivator for me believing the Giants could pull it off was the week before I watched the Rams do it to the Seahawks. So you're right. There's a ton of pressure on Russell Wilson. They're yeah. not scoring like they were. That? He's like he's. I feel like, he keeps, I feel like he keeps getting a pass. Yeah, well, again, I remember, I remember that night. There, night of June first, there were people that were like, "Russell's the MVP," and I was like, "Bro, he hasn't been the MVP in a month." It, that that's out the window, and it's certainly out the window at this point. Like, um, but I saw it. I saw it while it was happening. We always go after Rodgers and say when he's going to do it. I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson's in that class of tier of quarterback. Like he's that damn good. Kinda, he's he's kind of like you know Mike Trout gets the pass, right, Joe? 
He gets the pass every time. So does Jacob DeGrom. You don't have to actually win games. Just look good. <laughs> Joe, you knew I had to throw a base, and we haven't talked about something like that in a while. Even but, though yeah. big news yesterday, New York Metropolitans take a big uh, trade, make a big trade. I know we're not talking baseball to get on. Listen, don't you sweat it. Gary Sanchez is hitting 245 and winning ball. If I was a pitcher, I want to go against Gary Sanchez every time because I know I'm striking his ass out. But, yes, all these players – all these teams face pressure. It is wild card weekend. You are the 14 best teams. And you know what? Funny that we all, I think we picked a player from each separate game. So good for us. We picked a player from each separate oh, game. Oh, yeah. We, did. We, you did. Know, we, didn't, we didn't even need to talk about each game because we talked about each game with each player. So, hey, and we have all done we, to us. You know what's funny? We didn't really plan that. We said we were going to try to do that, but wasn't planned. And it ended up. Yeah, that actually worked out for the better. Hold so, on. Hey, yeah, so there's six games. Yeah, I, picked I, picked, I picked Josh Allen, and I picked Russell Wilson. You picked Breeze, and you picked Lamar. He picked Chase Young, and he picked um, Big Ben. All six yep. games. Job well done, boys. Well, look, I said, Good you're the work. 14 best teams in the playoffs now. Let's see what you're made of. Like I said, everybody faces pressure. It's crunch time. It's ready to go because one and done. There ain't no tomorrow because – you never know. Josh Allen, those pretty Buffalo Bills could be done after tomorrow. The the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson could be one and done. It's all the possibilities. This is do or die. You are 60 minutes away from advancing or having your season say bye-bye. Speaking of seasons that came to an end, and a team that was in the playoffs a year ago is now drastically in turmoil because they don't know what the hell they're doing. Thank you, Bill O'Brien, by the way, for ruining, for ruining a – a terrific young man's career from making the dumbest trade in the history. I'm going to say not just football, in sports. No, the Red Sox trade of Billy Bruce was the dumbest trade. Oh, well, whatever. I wasn't alive for it. My time, I'll go with the this. The fact that that's even in that company tells you all you need hey, to know. But that's how bad the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. I don't care. You don't let one of the three best players in baseball in the past 10 years get out your door. You don't let a quarterback who has every skill, talent, anything you want a quarterback to be one of the best quarterbacks. Yep. You don't take the wheels off the car and you give them to someone else and say, now drive the car on the rims. And he did it. He got him for peanuts. He got him for peanuts. My goodness. This guy had, last year was the best receiver in football. It looks like he's on trajectory to make a Hall of Fame career, and you trade him for David freaking Johnson in a second-round pick or something else. No, another second. They don't have a first. Oh, they don't even have – and that's the thing. You yeah. traded away – and then on top of it, you trade another first-round pick to the Miami Dolphins who have now the number three pick because of your stupid decision-making, and that's why your ass is fired, and Bill O'Brien should never get a job again because he's an idiot, a moron. I'm sorry. I'm just a big Deshaun Watson fan, and I'm. I, it's, it's so – unfortunate to see a young man's career start off like this. If Deshaun Watson was on a playoff team, we'd be talking about Deshaun Watson this year as an MVP, legitimate MVP candidate. He had his best year, led the league in passing, and he was on the he was on one of the worst teams, also on one of the worst defensive teams in the league. And people, the Texans, have they've stated many times, are not going to try to trade Deshaun Watson, which is so unfortunate because they don't have no draft capital. And I said this beginning of the year, and I said this to Teddy too, and I said it on our show, drawing about the G-Men also. I said, if you're one of the teams like Jacksonville, the Jets, I'm going to Houston. I'm going to Houston and say, I'll trade you. I want Deshaun Watson. People say, why? Because you know what you're getting with Deshaun Watson. You're getting a top five quarterback right now in the league. He's one of the best players in the game. You know what you're getting. I don't want the unknown. I don't want the unknown. I know Trevor Lawrence seems like he's going to be a star, but we don't know that for sure because we haven't seen him play yet. We know what Deshaun Watson is, and we know what he's going to be in the future. Now, Trev, I said this at the gym, G. This is what I said, and this is the way I could relate it to other people. If I told you, give me your money, and I'm going to invest it in Mac, um, in Apple or Google, you know your stock's going up. It's not going down. If I say, hey, man, I heard about this, this stock that's really going to be good in the next couple of years. Give me your money. Well, that's what it is. Not that Trevor Lawrence isn't a sure thing. <laughs> I'm serious, Alex. I love Deshaun Watson. Can I be honest? I, I, Deshaun Watson is my favorite player in the NFL. I just love what he brings, and I feel so bad for this guy. Yeah. Giants, train him. So let's go for Daniel So here's the thing. you got to look at this, this question in two parts, and yeah. then I'll let Joe get to it, and then yeah. I can go back at it. If you allow players to demand trades – 
then you as a fan or us two have to say you accept the way the NBA does it where guys have the power. But how I know, hold on, you see hold on. I know, I know. We look at the NBA, us personally sometimes, and don't like the way like Kyrie or, players, or, 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 or players League where they can demand trades because the players have all the power. NFL is the NFL, if you look at the logo, it's all about the shield. It says NFL. There's no Jerry West logo on it. There's no player on it. It's about the shield and about the team itself. I told Trev – he goes, well, how do you get away from this? I said, well, you can't sit out because you're the quarterback. The other thing is you can't – don't sign the contract extension. But the problem with that is is you fall into the Dak Prescott situation where you risk injury and not getting the money like Deshaun Watson got. So you're in a lose-lose situation because they're not going to trade you because who the hell is trading Deshaun Watson? It's like – if, if the Chiefs are really bad, like, and Mahomes is like, get me out of here, why would you even think about it? Because in your rightful mind, if you're even true to yourself, having one of the best quarterbacks in the league gives you an opportunity to win every week and week, yeah, yeah, every yeah. year. Yeah, you, you, you Listen, you know how many teams would love to have Deshaun Watson? Everyone that doesn't have Rodgers and you maybe know, Russell Wilson. Joe, you know what the sad part about this thing is? Their two most valuable players are the two best players. They have to trade their two best players, J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson, for them to even get some kind of future. Because right now their future doesn't look very good in the sense of not having draft picks. And the thing that also ticks me off before I get to you, Joe, is he, Deshaun Watson I'm talking about, has stated he wanted to be in the process of looking for a GM. He wanted to be a part of that. You know what the Texans did? They just said, screw him and said, let's go. No, 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 no. They didn't even let him know. They didn't even let him know. Did you read the article? They didn't even let him know. He did. He said he wanted to have a say. No, he said he wanted to. It's like. It's like the election. He wanted to vote in the GM. He did say his piece. They, it was, and and if you read Deshaun Watson, it wasn't about Nick Casario's stick. No, I know this that. This is what the thing they was. Let him just, he also said, because he's best friends with Mahomes, and he called Mahomes, and he said, like, I'd like you guys to take a look at Eric Bieniemy. And do you know the only six teams, of all the six teams, you know the only team that hasn't interviewed Eric Bieniemy and Joe, and we talked about where Eric Bieniemy would look good, is the Texans, and the Texans haven't interviewed Eric Bieniemy. Fools. At least give him a shot. Now, Joe, what do you got for me, my brother? Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. All right. If I told you that your quarterback was going to complete 70% of his passes for 4,823 yards and 33 touchdowns, that he would throw seven picks in 544 attempts and then log another 444 yards and three touchdowns on the ground, and I said you're going to finish 4-12, you'd be like, how did that happen? I mean – this, this guy put up MVP numbers this year yep, and probably won't won't finish in the top eight, which is a shame because he, Henry will be ahead of oh, him. Yeah. Rogers, Mahomes, and if you look at this dude's, I mean, 70 percent of his passes, I mean, uh, 4,800 yards. Well, for to, to, who? to Brandon Cooks. I mean, holy smokes. You know, people are going to try to argue that he's a number one receiver. Well, he was because he had to be because. You had to throw the ball to somebody. Well, Fuller got suspended. Yeah. Uh, That's what makes it worse. You traded DeAndre Hopkins, you go for Brandon Cooks, and then you give him a big extension to a guy that's already had three concussions in his career, and he's just one more away from possibly being done. So just just terrible. In the past year, Bill O'Brien has literally, the demise of the Houston Texans have literally been shown in front of our faces. It's it's tragic to see what's going on for Deshaun Watson. So, Tre- Joe, Trevor and me last night, like lottery or something, went back and forth. So he's in his bed, I'm in my bed. We're talking about this question, and we're like, so what teams would you, would you even think about? Just throwing it out there. And we went through a bunch of teams. But I went like this. If I'm Miami, right, I'm like, hey, so I'll give you two up. Now, I know you think this is stupid, probably somebody who's looking at me, but I'll give you two up under a rookie deal so you can have cap room. You get that $100 million off your thing, and I'm not going to give you the third pick. I'm not going to give you your pick that you got. I'll give you the 18th pick, Miami, because then you can still get your tackle Penny Sewell, and if you don't like it, you can trade back and go get a receiver for Watson. But if I'm Miami, I'm like, all right, well, and if anyone saw the movie Draft Day with Kevin Costner, great movie. he traded his first-round picks away, first, second, and third round, Got the guy he wanted and then got his picks back. Now, I know that's a movie, but if you're Miami, you're like, okay, so I got question marks about Tua. Watson wants it. Even if you have to give the third pick back and Tua say, hey, I'll give you the third pick and the Tua back, right? You're still going to have another first-round pick 18. So right. you get you, you get your legit quarterback who hasn't even started his contract extension. You're going to get him to at least 2024. 
I believe, and if not, maybe longer, well, 25. You and, and, and you've got a team that had one of the best defenses in football. They have good salary cap. You can you can do what you can go get another receiver at a team. You can go shore up your offensive line. Your defense well, is already solid. Now you become the, the best team in the AFC East, I think, right off the bat. Have and you take over the Bills because, sorry, I'll take Deshaun Watson over Josh Allen. Have you have you seen what I, I saw reports of what the Texans would ask if for Deshaun Watson? Probably the world. It'd be three first round picks. I think it'd be three seconds or three thirds and a player on top of it. Yeah, because listen, this is like negotiations. You go to the drawing board and you say, "I want the moon," and then you settle somewhere in between. You ask for everything. Oh, you and want it, the moon? Uh, you want the moon? Where's that from? What movie is that from? That's John? like a 1960. Is that, is that the, the, Dustin the Wayne? I forgot what it's called. You want the moon job? But I said I said Miami. We <laughs> we also now this was a question that Trevor said on your one of your shows, and me and Trevor talked about beforehand. If you're the Jets and you have the number two pick, you want to question Justin Fields or Zach Wilson? You want to bring Deshaun Watson in? Hell, they even said Jacksonville on Get Up this morning. They said, would Jacksonville consider training number one pick? Because you have Watson? the most salary cap. Why not? You have you have young players that you've drafted, and you know people will come to Jacksonville with all that with Deshaun Watson. Oh wow, Deshaun Watson, let's go there. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say is that. This guy is so talented, and all of his talented years are going to be wasted if Houston doesn't make the, the smart decision, not just for Deshaun Watson, but for this franchise as a whole because this team is in cap space hell. They have no draft capital, so they're screwed either way. You can't make the your only, team better. The can't. only way you can do that is you have to fully rebuild, and, and that's trading J.J. Watt. Even J.J. He'd be like, J.J., I know you love this city. I know you love the fans. I know everything you've done for us. But don't you want to go play for a winner? We got to go. We got to do what's best for us, and we got to do what's best for you. Just like Deshaun Watson, you could, plain and simple. I told Trevor the other day, go get what the Eagles gave to go get Carson Wentz, right? And that was to go get their guy, an unproven college guy. Imagine what you can get for if you said, okay, J.J. Watt and Deshaun Mark Watson are on the market. Giants go on. I mean, here's what, I mean, think about it. If you're even if Giants, you, Giants, you get your pass rush and you get your quarterback. I mean, here's Jacksonville. If you look, they have – they, I think they have the most picks coming up in the draft. Them and in Miami. The so if you're them, you go, all right, do you want Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, you do. You can have him. You can have Watson, the sure thing. Or if you're Miami, you're like, well – and this is a realistic question because we're already talking about it last week on the show. Is two of the guy for the future? Guess what? You know if you bring Deshaun Watson in? You got the guy for the future, and he's still young. See, this is not an older like guy. The, it's he's even like, like with the Giants. You don't want to have that uncertainty. Because we said before, they were talking before, imagine Deshaun Watson on the Bears with that defense. Can you imagine with Deshaun that. Watson and Saquon Barkley? Ooh. See, the Giants would have to give up too much, and they don't have enough I know to they would. I know they would never so do it. I, know, I just say it just But you got to think about a, a team like game. Jacksonville, who has the most capped and has tons of traffic. you got to think about Miami, who's got already got a, a great coach, a really good defense. they got players. You bring in Watson right now. Your team, think about it. You won the games with Fitzpatrick and Tua this year, 10 games. Watson brings you a 12-win team. And he's automatically. And you know what? Not for nothing. I know that's what the Texans want. Well, that's not what they're going to get. They're going to settle for less. And I'll tell you what, if you're any of those teams you've mentioned or more, it's worth making the phone call and just seeing seeing what's out there. I tell you what, though, Teddy, I do like Tua. I do like Tua and that three uh, uh, as a starting point for a deal. And, and I think if you're Miami, You'd be crazy not to go for this. Why wouldn't you? Picks and I give him a third round too. Here's another me, thing. Me, I told Trevor, what about Washington? I saw this on Twitter, just teams because people do the go. What about Washington? You have an awesome defense. You don't have a quarterback next year. You got rid of Dwayne Haskins. Alex Smith is going to retire. How about the Saints? No, they don't have the salary cap. They're over the salary cap right now. So let me ask you this final question before we close out the show. Percentage-wise. Deshaun Watson, Houston Texan next year. 100%. Okay. No one's traded him. Okay. You don't see guys like this get traded. Okay. Unless unless a team is willing to do the Ricky Williams type of deal where you're like, you know what? If we get Deshaun Watson, he could take us to the elite level and your team is already built. So that means you're giving at least one player and four picks. Because I told you, you said, what is he worth? I said, well, Odell Beckham was worth two first-round picks. Think about that. Jabril Peppers was a first-round pick, the 18th pick, and a third round. So if it's Deshaun Watson, you're at least starting with two first rounds. I already told you what the horse is. And, and see, that's ridiculous. They're not know. getting six picks. All right, let me – Joe. You can get a for, solid player like Tua, a young rookie quarterback, so your salary cap goes down, so you're still able to build within. You get another pick in the first round. Probably you're going to want the third over the 18th. Okay, Miami would have to just accept that. And you're probably going to get one of their thirds and maybe a sixth round. Or you say, you know what? You can have the third next year. You have a first round next year. You get to a, and a, and a fifth round pick. But guess what? You're going to have to show Watson. 
Joe. You want two of next year to go Watson if you're a Miami Dolphin fan. There is your savior of grace. Joe, what do you got for a percentage? What do you think? Um, I'm going to say 80% because the fact that he's available. He's not available. The GM already said he's not, they're not trading him, but I know it's only the beginning. I know. I know what you're going to say. He's available for every reason you just mentioned, especially the cap space. I mean, the reality is this team's in big trouble and they would be fools to not listen to offers. So I won't say it's a hundred percent because I think if the right team, like you said, kind of blows their socks off, it's not going to be six picks. If it's four and a player, how are you going to say no to that? You that's what you need. We're, so yeah, we're, as an ownership, where is where is the better value? Holding on to Deshaun Watson, having no draft picks this year, no draft picks next year, no sour cap, no way to rebuild. You look at the Titans; they're not going nowhere. Jacksonville is going to be better with Trevor Lawrence. The Colts, whoever they have next year, will be better than you. Maybe, maybe so you'll you, be the, maybe, the Colts might have Carson Wentz by the end of next year. So you you'll be know. so you'll be the fourth best team again, picking in the top three. Which oh wait, you won't have a pick again next year. So. You stink again, and you have no future. And I understand having Deshaun Watson is great. Can't imagine being a Texas fan and thinking I'm going to trade Deshaun Watson. But if you think of the overall future, you future of your, your future. organization, you could ch- listen. This, so this is Barry Sanders as a quarterback. Then you're wasting. No, I'm not saying Barry. I'm this not is saying the Herschel Walker trade for the Cowboys. No, but I'm and saying not the Cowboys of, to three, I'm, win I'm three saying, Super Bowls I'm out of four years. In the sense that Barry Sanders, all-time great running back. They wasted his career. He he was never. We never saw him in the playoffs other than that one time. Hey Joe, just like Deshaun Watson, plain and simple, we're gonna see another Barry Sanders esque. Joe, but it's a quarterback. Here's a per- and that's a damn shame. Here's another one. I told yeah. Trevor last night, and I know no one wants to see this, but hello, New England. Hey Bill, you know Bill. Listen, Bill loves to give away draft picks, and, Nick and, and he likes an athletic picture. quarterback. And you're a young quarterback. Hey, listen, you were there. We could do business. Come on, we're friends, Joe. Let's let's talk this out. Let's work. To, don't don't I, screw me. This is business. I mean, what you get something, I get something. I'll take JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson. I'll give you the next two first round pick, first round picks. I'll give you multiple picks. I'll give you eight picks total. Hell, I'm giving you a buck. You know what I mean? And then we'll take JJ Watt off your hand. An older guy with a high contract will take Deshaun Watson. You go build for your future, and we're all and everyone's happy. I got about. I'm gonna go seventy two percent. On this one, real quick too. Think about the coaches in NFL history that have basically made these trades, where they've given away entire um, drafts for one player. Jimmy Johnson. Hall of Famer Bill Parcells and Hall of Famer Mike Ditka. Oh, and so, Jimmy Johnson. Oh, Jimmy oh, no. oh, well, Jimmy Johnson traded away Herschel Walker, and he got the draft pick. So I got you. You're saying it from the opposite, Mike. Mike Dick, yeah, Mike Dicker with this. Yeah. Ricky Williams. Yeah. You've you've got to be that kind of coach to even have the to, to even be able to it's entertain the idea. So, Bill, Bill definitely, especially when you see, you know, Bill recently. I thought this was interesting with Belichick. He recently admitted that his drafting's been crap of late, and that that needs to change. Yeah. You knew who the head was a head person. Player personnel for the last so, six years. New GM for the Texans. Nick Casario, who was the head of player personnel for the last six years. Uh-huh. Yeah. T- don't tell me Bill hasn't been taking this one out because he has. Poor Deshaun Watson. How a year can change for a lot of people, and Deshaun Watson is in that. A year ago, he was in the playoffs. Maybe the Texans' future looked bright, and now we're looking one year later, and the Texans are in turmoil yeah, hell because of a dumb trade, because of a fool, a buffoon, that was leading the charge. Bill O'Brien, once again, thank you for wasting. Trevor said he should never have a job. I swear to God, he should never have a job. I swear to God, he should never have a freaking job again just because of that trade and how he destroyed a franchise, and not just a franchise, but a player of of Deshaun Watson's stature, plain and simple. So Bill O'Brien, good for you. Now your ass is unemployed, just like me. All right. But you still got millions of dollars. <laughs> Anyways, I cannot wait for this weekend. It's going to be great. Joseph, like I said, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Roll tide roll. Stop it, Joe. Stop it, Joe. Stop it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot wait. A huge football weekend. All football fans, enjoy. We will be back Monday to recap Wild Card Weekend. Or I should say Super Wild Card Weekend. And, of course, the National Championship. We will have a preview here come Monday, Ohio State. Versus that Alabama Crimson Tide. I cannot wait. I can't wait for in general. Football time is here. Playoff time. Let's enjoy it. It's almost coming to an end. Good thing you don't have a girlfriend this weekend. <laughs> Woo! 
Thank God. Thank God. Ladies and gentlemen, we are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City, including Twitch. So subscribe, share, comment, and like. Thank you for the support. Thank you for watching. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.